For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're tuned into the Believe in Bengals show with Solomon Wilcox and Adam Pacman Jones. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. And boy, Adam, are we having a ball on this Monday morning? Of course, this is Adam Pacman Jones. I'm Solomon Wilcox. And our Bengals, they emerged victorious over the Atlanta Falcons, uh, 35 to 17. And it was the receivers who was flying high over those Falcons on Sunday. Should I say explore the secondary? <laughs> oh, my God. Did we have a day? Yes, we did. And and, and we'll get into it later. But I think uh, this was a hell of a day for T-Boyd and all of the receivers. I shouldn't just say T-Boyd. Yeah. And, um, and Joe Burrows. Um, T had his, his best game ever as a, a, a Bengal. And to me, Joe had one of his best games ever as a Bengal, too. There were a lot of people who had one. I mean, when it came to the passing game, it was what the Cincinnati Bengals needed. Um, and I got to tell you, you know, if you ask me which one of these receivers make it go, I couldn't tell you. I'd say it's all three coming into the week. And we had talked about this when we previewed the game here on Valley Sports Ohio. Um, coming into the Atlanta Falcon game into week seven, the Cincinnati Bengals were the only team in the NFL to have three receivers at that time with 300 yards receiving. And that's Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and, of course, Jamar Chase. Well, do you know in Sunday's game against the Falcons, T. Higgins was seven yards shy of 100. That means all three of them would have had 100 yards receiving in this game. That's how well they executed, and that's how well they played against the Falcons. And only on five receptions. T. Higgins had five receptions, 93 yards. Um Chase had eight receptions, 130 yards. My boy T-Boy had eight receptions, 155 yards. Yeah, so collectively 55. together, I'm, I'm talking about we missing maybe 100, 200 yards in there for a 481 um, passing yard day. Um, it's unbelievable, man. Um, this is what Cincinnati needed. This is what we needed as fans, as, as the media group, to see it click. I think it really clicked this week. We've been going up, down, up, down, playing in between. Um, Joe looked like he's in rare form this week. And like I said, yeah. it takes it takes four or five weeks when you haven't played no preseason. You're coming back off surgery. But yesterday, man, he, he looked he looked like the Joe that me and you talk about every week, poised. Um, he was throwing that thing too, Sally. Oh, my God. You know, uh, Jamar Chase just look like he's back to being himself, right? Um, the double coverage doesn't no. bother. In fact, they can't double anybody now. And that's why I believe T. Boyd is having some of his bigger games. Um, not only – I think T. Boyd could always get over. Yeah. This is about Joe Burrow getting comfortable going to everybody as much as he felt comfortable about going to Jamar Chase. And what I love about it is that T. Higgins – and Tyler Boyd have always been unselfish. They acquiesced and let the rookie do his thing one year ago. And now remember, the first part of the season, 
um, Jamar Chase didn't have those breakout games. It was T. Higgins who was putting up a hundred. It was Tyler Boyd who was coming up big against the Jets. And now people have to come off uh, Chase just to cover these other guys. And then we saw Jamar Chase against the Saints put up huge numbers, had two touchdowns in that game. And now everyone is starting to get single coverage at them. And I think that's now you're just seeing everyone starting to eat. Every like the defense has to pick their poison because you know early in the season they were just going double chase the whole game. Um, now they seen that hey we got three other guys that can catch the ball. Hurst, <laughs> we got T Higg, and we got T Boyd. So you got to pick and choose who you're gonna double and when you're gonna double. Double. But one thing about Jamar, once he get the ball in space, it don't matter. If it's two, two, two people, three people, <laughs> four people. <laughs> He got that. He got that Pac-Man. That that draw stick. Choo, 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 <laughs> it's like a like a video game, right? Yeah. Oh man, this guy. It's like he's moving and everybody else standing still. What? Talk to me about it. His because I kind of compare him to Tyreek Hill. I look at Jamar Chase and he has the body of a running back of a guy who's got a stronger lower body, very hard to tackle. People think they got him on the ground. His balance is so strong that they'll just fly off of him. He's still standing up. And once you see that little crease, that little um, that little area of, of daylight, bro, he's just gone. I, I like the, the comparison between um, him and, and, and fast guy down there in Miami. But I'm Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. I think he's more of a Odell Beckham when Odell first came out um, before the injuries, in and out of breaks, running the slant. You give him a peek. A peak of space he can pull off from you. Yeah, um, he got all the tools, man. He play hard. He play. He play with an attitude. Um, we we witnessing history right now in Cincinnati. I don't know if it would never be a, a duo, and and I'm the first one that said it because we had a great duo with the wide receivers with AJ, mm-hmm. um, Sanu, Marvin Jones, um, um, Hawkins, but um, these three with this tight end. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's This is amazing. And um, it's good that they didn't start. I'm happy they didn't start off in rep form because now you really can see um, from where they was into where they're, where they're going. So I'm I'm eager to see how it go. Um, and what, what we got, bro, we don't have to do no trick plays. This is for the coaches. If you see, what we, <laughs> if you see what's going on, man, get rid of the trick plays, bro. Let's, let's, let's make them beat us. Yeah, look, uh, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, they entered the 2022 season as PFF's top-graded wide receiving core of all 32 teams across the National Football League. They entered week seven as the only trio of wide receivers on the same team with 300 or more receiving yards coming into week seven. They now have completed week seven, bona fide, without a doubt, have caught everyone's attention around the NFL as the best wide receiving room in the NFL. This is no doubt in it. Seven yards away because T. Higgins had 93 yards receiving. If he gets seven more, all three of them had 100 yards in this game. And listen, um, it's going to happen. I think it's going to be every single week now. People are going to have to pay more attention to them. You know what's going to happen next, right? The run Joe, game. Joe Mixon's getting ready to get hot. Yeah. Uh, running against a light box, six defenders, because you're going to put more defenders in space trying to stop these three receivers. So 
We got more big days to come in this passing game. We got to take a break. It's now time for our week seven performer of the week. And look, who else would it be? None other than, that's right, Joe Burrow himself. Listen, this is the first time all season we've selected him as our performer of the week. And I'm, I'm sure Bengals fans say, hey, we could do that every week. No, there's some other guys on this team who are balling also. But this week, I think it was left to be like no doubt who would be the performer of the week. And, and of course, it is Joe Burrow. Joe, Joe, Joe. Hold on. We got to hold on. We got to give our flowers where, where, where they're due. All right. So, Joe, most games with 400 passing yards. All right. Yeah. All right. Guess who's number one? I'm going I'm to I'm name number two and number three. How about that? Dan Marino, number two. He got four, 400 plus passing yard games. All right. Number two, I mean, number three is Patrick Mahomes. He, he got three. Sully, who is that sitting up there, that number one spot with five? His yeah. name start with a That's J right. and the end with a right. B. That's right. Come on, Joe. Joe Burrow. Shout out to the youngest, man. Uh, That's free, right. Free gonna wanna, Joe. Like, <laughs> shout out to Joe Burrows, man, for being the player of the week this week, man. Um, you lead your team week in and week out. But this week, you, you let everybody know that yeah. um, the surgery is over with. Your arm is ready. You are mentally ready. And uh, we ready for the run, Joe. Keep up the good work, brother. As long Joe, as you here, no. Joe, we going to be here. <laughs> it was Joe Burrows' fifth career game with over – 400 yards passing. He did pass Dan Marino. And um, he's only the second player to do it uh, five times within his first three years of playing. Only the second player in NFL history since 1950. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a long time. I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, 75 years of balling. Yeah. And uh, only one other guy has did it during the first three years of their career. And so we want to congratulate Joe Burrow, he 481 yards, second most uh, in his young career. Uh, something tells me the way that he goes back after every single drive to that sideline, he gets that iPad, right? And that guy's just flipping through plays. He's studying the defense. And it's like he's chasing perfection. That's, that's why I trust this kind of production. He doesn't leave one stone unturned. He's never happy. He's never thoroughly satisfied until he's taken out of the defense. Everything that he came to get. Oh yeah, and I, I totally agree. It's a difference between the the Joe Burrows and I'm I'm a Sid and the Tom Brady's. You know what I mean? We don't throw iPads over here. We swipe through. Them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We swipe through the iPads. Figure out how we can get better. Because when you start throwing them, that means you're almost out the door. And I ain't trying to say you're almost out the door. Mm -hmm. But Joe, Joe swiping through that thing. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, Madden. Doo -doo. All right, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Joe, Joe, congratulations, Joe, man. So I got, a, I got another record for you for, um, I don't know if people know this because it wasn't cited during the broadcast yesterday, that uh, Joe Burrow is the first quarterback in the 103-year history of our league to have multiple games where he has a total of 500 yards rushing and passing and four combined touchdowns. Because that's what he did yesterday against the Atlanta Falcons. He had a he had four touchdowns in the game, had over 500 yards total offense, and that's the second time he's done that in his NFL career. No other quarterback in NFL history has done it more than once. He has now done it twice, and he's only played in 33 
regular season games in his third year of his NFL career. So congratulations, he set yet another NFL record. To be the first to do something in the 103-year history of our league, I I think that speaks highly of him. But I I think we're going to be talking about this uh, many more times. He's just going to continue to add to this record book. How many games you said he plays? 33 career regular season games. That ain't even – that ain't nothing. That's barely two seasons in the old school. Like today, that's not even two seasons because we play 17 regular season games, right? Right. So 33 regular season games. Remember, his rookie season was cut short and played 10 games. Played it only 16 last year because they set out uh, the final game of the regular season last year, and they played in seven so far this year. So uh, 17 and 16 is 33. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I think the biggest point that I'm taking from all of this and and watching week in and week out, that uh, Joe is not just looking at Chase. He's spreading the ball around. Yeah, he's going back to the sideline, swiping through the eye pack and seeing who's getting the one on ones or seeing who have the mismatch. So yeah, he's yeah. doing he's doing a great job with that, man. But we're gonna be mentioning him amongst the truly greats, the Joe Montanas, the John Elways, uh, the Dan Marinos. Yeah the Peyton Mannings, the Tom Brady's, and obviously the Aaron Rodgers. I think Patrick Mahomes is trending in that direction. I think yeah. Josh Allen, we got some young guys who are all yeah. who are trending in that direction, but that means our, our league is alive and well. When we've yeah. got young guys who are chasing perfection, looking to land amongst some of the greats when their careers are all said and done. So we want to thank Joe Burrow. He is our week seven performer of the week right here on the Believe in Bingo podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. It's time to talk about uh, a guy that I call the the master of the chessboard. Yes, he None is. None other than Cincinnati Bengals defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo. And here is the reason why I had to give him that name, master of the chessboard. Do you know that in the seven games that we played this season, Cincinnati Bengals have gone seven consecutive games without allowing a touchdown in the second half of the game yes that's incredible it's incredible but me solly they should give us our credit on the show because (laughs) he and you told them that lou anaroma was the best second half uh defensive coordinator that's right that's right that's out and one of the best defensive coordinator there is right now or that's right you know he will be one of the best future wise but i'm talking about right now in the game yeah if he if he ain't in the top three or four i hear the top o's and all this and that and this and this and that Man, this man is consistent. He put his guys in good play. I mean, position to make good plays, and he don't let he make them beat us. Like, all right, if if, if your if your uh, strength is is running the ball like the Falcons Falcons strength was, all right, we took him out of that. We gonna make you throw the ball. Now we took him out. I, I and I told you last week. I said, first of all, Joe Burrow gonna help us out because we gonna get an early lead. Said it, yeah. Because Joe Burrow, the Bengals scored on their first four possessions of the game, seven up. 14 nothing, 21 nothing. And then Eli Apple, come on, Eli, what's up, bro? You, 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 you know, you kind of, you let a little cat out the bag on us and now, I, money. And, and, and I had just gave you some points and solid told me to be quiet. Come don't, on, man. Don't, don't trust that. On, don't, don't even jinx it. And that's what you did. In fact, I bet Eli Apple, he, he blaming you. He blaming you. Like, man, I was doing my thing and Adam, you had to go and jinx it. As soon as you said, I said, oh, don't, <laughs> don't do it. 
Bro, 75 yarder, man. Listen, that, I'm going to tell you how teams lose after getting huge leads. You give them quick touchdowns. Yeah. You cannot give them anything cheap. You cannot give them anything like that. And make Eli, look, man, I'm pulling for Eli. You know this. But, man, you make me nervous because I, I don't know what Lou Anaromo says to his cornerback because he's telling him, guys, we ain't going to let him throw the ball over our head. Make them go the long haul. They can't score on us. They cannot score. If they have to keep snapping it on a 10, 12, 13, 14 play drive, it's just like we did to the Saints. They were one for five inside the red zone. They had to keep kicking field goals. But you don't give them a cheap one, man. That makes their job way too easy. It erodes the work that the offense has done, getting that cushy lead. We took them out of the run game. And we know Marcus Mariota can't throw the ball on us. Uh, We know that. We We gave them a Hail Mary. Um, but look, we we came to honor Lou Anaromo in this segment because I just love what the defense is doing. Um, um, Jadobi Awuzie, uh, oh man, Jesse Bates was flying around all over the place. Uh, Von Bell, uh, look, those three guys right now, I'm telling you, are trending toward a Pro Bowl bid. You heard it, you heard it from me. The first five weeks of where we be in seven, Awuzie already there, if you ask me, and no doubt, he already there. He he play. He having a Pro Bowl year. People don't realize last year in the PFF database, he was the highest graded cornerback in the NFL. Wow, that's right. I didn't even know that. I didn't. That's know right. That. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know Dude, he, he. I know he's in top three now though. Right now, and, and he and he's playing better this year, uh, consistently. Right, man. He making plays all over the place. And Jesse, you can tell, starting to feel comfortable there. Yes, Von Bell has been phenomenal. I love the secondary. We told Lou Anaruma, we like, look, it's not lost on us that like Nick Saban, like Bill Belichick, yep. like the great uh, Tom Landry and Dick LeBeau uh, and Bill Belichick, all these guys, the best defensive coordinators start coaching in the secondary. They cut their teeth you, coaching on the back end. And we got to we got to add Mike Zim in there too. Mike Zim. He was a DB coach. Yeah. yeah I know. Was, I'm just saying it's one of the. Right. Oh, no, that's good. And and he's a, he was a great DB coach. And the best coaches uh, on the defense, they ha- they start from the secondary, work their way up to the front, because that's how we win games. You got to be able to coach all 11 and see how all 11 fit on the board. That's why I call him. Um, the the master of the chessboard because the moves he makes in the second half, Ooh. these teams can't deal with him, Adam. Adam, right now it's time to talk about how we're just making history everywhere. I mean, this was a this was a game against the Atlanta Falcons, and of course, uh, the Bengals come away a winner, thirty five to seventeen. But we're we're not only breaking records, we're setting records. Uh, the quarterback wide receiver combination for the Cincinnati Bengals is now starting to get the attention of being one of the absolute best. And we got some good ones in this league from what Josh Allen and Buffalo are doing with Stefan Diggs and Gabriel Davis to what Patrick Mahomes is doing with Juju Smith-Schuster and MVS and all his guys to Justin Herbert. And we got some guys around this league that can light it up, but the eyes of the NFL right now is focused on the queen city. And what Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins is doing, uh, this is record-setting football, some of the best we've ever seen. Yeah, and we just told y'all 
everything that Joe Burrow is doing. But this kid Chase, like you got you got to go back and re rewind it to last year. He was the first rookie receiver to have multiple hundred yard receiving games, and and this year he is getting doubled. Like I've never seen. He done did it twice. Like he took a curl, a curl. Y'all know what a curl is? Fifteen yards. Come back to the ball. He have took two of those to the house. <laughs> oh, I'm talking yeah. about where the one that he took against the Saints. There's no way he should have got that one. Mm -hmm. The one he had the other day, a pum pum and pew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's I, like it's like if people aren't close to him when he catches it, they got no shot. Yeah, and and here's part of the record he set in the Falcons game week seven, he became the fourth wide receiver in NFL history to eclipse 2000 yards receiving in his first, get it, 24 games. Mm, that's in his first 24 games, 2000, that's almost, that's, you know, it's well over a hundred yards a game for sure. That's Randy Moss numbers but, right there. It's Randy Moss type numbers. Huh? This, yeah. this is, this is incredible in terms really? of what he's, what he's doing. Um, some of the other records. How about this? Um, Joe Burrow uh, passed for 196 yards in the first quarter. It's the most by any quarterback in NFL history in the first quarter of a game. He almost had 200 yards passing in the first quarter. That's what we're telling. He also had 344 passing yards by halftime. It's the most any quarterback has ever had in NFL history in the first half of a football game. <laughs> Just got, write it down. So that's the thing. Look, at Paycor Stadium on Sunday, the Bengals might want to start charging more for these tickets if you're looking at that kind of NFL history being made every time Joe Burrow drops back. You might as well be looking, you might as well be in Canton because you're watching some of the best. No fans have ever seen what they saw on Sunday at Paycor Stadium because it was the first time it's ever happened. Oh, by the way, Burrow leads. Um, the NFL, all the NFL with 13 passes of, of since last year, he's got 13 passes of 50 yards or more for a touchdown since since the beginning of last year. The next best player, best quarterback in that category has eight. Hey, thank God. They must. I know the relationship is really good. It's got to be great when you tell your wide receiver, like, take that jersey off the wall. I'm going to wear that jersey in here today. You know what I mean? So it's got to be a great friend relationship where they're over. And I know them. I've been over there with Joe. I've been over there with Jamar. They are thinking about greatness. I know they are sitting in – they probably sitting in lunch today, all three of the receivers. <laughs> yeah, man, we probably could have went for another one. Yeah, we should have had <laughs> – we should have had this. T, T Higgins, you should have had that seven more yards, man. We got to right. we got to get hundred on the same day. That's what we. Yeah. I, I mean, that's but that's a good thing, and I don't think that's arrogant. I don't think it's mm -hmm. out of place. I think that's the competitiveness in them. Um, people remember, look, week one, just to show you how fleeting success is in this league. Week one, Joe Burrow turned it over five times. He had four interceptions in that game against Pittsburgh. Right. And he had a fumble, five turnovers. Do you know, since then, uh, in the last six games, 14 touchdowns, one interception. 14 and one since week one. That just goes to show you how he's he's got a strong, powerful mind to put it behind him, move forward. 
He didn't let his past determine his future. He didn't let that bad day come back to haunt him and create more bad days. Man, the, it reminds me of the kid that when they told him Dwayne Haskins was gonna start over him at Ohio State, he didn't whine, he complained. He didn't try to burn down nothing or, or say nothing bad about the university. You know what he did? He found another school to play for. He went to go compete at LSU, won a championship, won a Heisman Trophy, first overall in the, in the draft. It's his mindset that makes him a champion. He's got everything that you would want your son to have if you were gonna raise a champion. And that's why I'm proud to have him as a Cincinnati Bengal. It's so much fun watching his leadership every week and just watching him work through it all. Cause it's not always perfect. It's not always right, but he finds a way to make it right. But hey, we gotta get going. We're running out of time. We wanna thank everyone for joining us. Of course, we'll be back in the middle of the week to preview, that's right, the Battle of Ohio, the upcoming game that the Cincinnati Bengals have on Monday night against the Cleveland Browns. This has been another edition of the Believe in Bengal podcast delivered by 828 Logistics. He is Adam Pacman Jones. I am Solomon yeah. Wilcox. Don't forget to join us again, everyone, right here on Valley Sports Ohio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.